0: Oh, do you have that motion in your ocean? Hey, welcome to How's It Growing, your weekly gardening connection right here at KZUM. Lincoln, howdy, howdy. I'm Bob Hendrickson with Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. We plant Nebraska each and every day, plantnebraska.org. All right, welcome to the program. It's about 11.05, Kick uh, kickback for an armchair gardening right here at KZUM. And uh, maybe you're out there in the garden now. Maybe you're like like going, man. You uh, know, I was, I was digging dandelions yesterday uh, with a little dandelion digger, and the dang dandelions were actually wilted in that summer heat. I say summer; it's not official yet. But come on, man, 95 degrees yesterday, high around 90 today. I know it's a broken record. We do have chances for rain in the forecast, or should I say, chances for clouds? We will see <laughs> if those clouds bring us any rain. But it seems to me there's chances both Friday and Saturday, like Saturday, there's a 50-50 chance. I think it's a 50-50 chance on Friday. Of course, that means there's a 50% chance it's not going to rain, right? So, but yeah, what a trip. It, uh, it's really getting ugly and annoying out there in Lincoln Land for our lack of rainfall. And uh, it's a good reason for you to say, you know, I'm tired of that thirsty lawn and I've seen people out there mowing their grass really short and it's already turning brown. And man, if they just didn't mow it as much or maybe set their mower deck higher so the grass is cut higher, now you're not going to convince anybody that's mowing a lawn commercially, but you are starting to see dry lawns around Lincoln every day. And as we get into these 90s, uh, it's going to rear its ugly head and we're going to be having brown-looking stuff all over the place. But if you said, you know, I garden with native plants, I garden with prairie plants, they're like shrugging their shoulders going, dude, we got this. We're lush and fat and happy. Well, maybe not happy. But prairie plants, uh, man, they're very drought-tolerant. They can take this stuff. But what tends to happen uh, with your prairie plants is the bloom is not quite as long. You know, they're just trying to get it over with, set seed, and, and do their thing, right? So just know during a pretty extreme drought like we're in now, you might get your your Shelly Penstemon's gonna bloom. It just may only last a week, right? So it is what it is. And speaking of wildflowers, folks, Nebraska Wildflower Week in this last day in May, May 31 today, in case you were wondering, right? <laughs> so uh, Nebraska Wildflower Week is coming up right around the corner, uh, starting on Monday, June 5th and running through June 11th. Um, yeah, so Wildflower Week activities taking place. Oh, there's a few. Uh, the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum uh, has a, a listing of those sites if, or those events taking place. Uh, I'll just kind of rattle them off quick and up at uh, Mahoney State Park. Um, they are celebrating all month long with Wildflower Wednesdays. So every Wednesday in June from 1 to 2.30, uh, you can meet in front of the activity center there and look for the Orange Nature Program flag and then... The uh, park naturalist will lead wildflower theme activities and guided hikes to find flowers in the park. Sounds like a cool thing. Uh, so get out there if it's been a while since you've been to Mahoney State Park. Great time to do it during their wildflower Wednesdays. Again, every Wednesday in June from 1 to 2.30. Uh, let's see, Bellevue, Green Bellevue is a great group in Bellevue, Nebraska at the Bellevue Farmers Market to stop by and visit their booth, talk wildflowers. And uh, we're going to be out the Nebraska State Rider read is going to be out in Western Nebraska. In fact, after next week's show, I'm going to be hopping in a pickup truck with my buddy Brad and we're going to be heading out to Shadron and then we're going to be doing Scott's Bluff. So how fun is that? So you can follow us out there, man. You can you can plan these events, too. Right. Uh, with. Uh, oh, we're going to be doing a wildflower walk um, at uh, Shadron State Park. And there's going to be a presentation on Nebraska wildflowers that uh, my friend Lucinda Mays and I are going to do on uh, Thursday evening, uh, June 8th, and then uh, Friday, June 9th, near Gering. If you haven't been to Wildcat Hills out in Garing, south of Garing, Uh, Great place to visit, beautiful park, and uh, man, you got to put it on your Nebraska bucket list if you haven't been there. Uh, Just a gorgeous place. And they're having a guided uh, wildflower walk on uh, Friday, June 9th at 7 p.m. So that is going to be a fun event as well. So I encourage you to check that out. And then Wachiska Audubon on Saturday, June 10th is going to be holding a free tour and seed gathering activity at Deacon Prairie. Uh, just southwest of Unadilla from 9 until noon. So you go out there and help collect seed and um, and learn how to collect seed from wildflowers, right? And then uh, Ponca State Park on Saturday, June 10th is going to be holding a free Twilight Prairie Walk. So that sounds like a fun event. You can go to Ponca State Park's Facebook page as they get closer to the date. Um, but again, that's Saturday, June 10th at Ponca State Park. Great parks right here in Nebraska, celebrating Nebraska Wildflower Week again, starting Monday, June 5th, and running through the following weekend. Fun, fun. All right, I think that's the only updates I have. Oh, just one other reminder, uh, Nebraska State with our and myself, we're having a plant sale this Friday from 12.30 till 4.30, and that uh, is taking place at UNL East Campus, and uh, that is, again, to, um, uh, really the last, one of the last sales in June. We'll have one more, so That is taking place on Friday as well. So if you're short on plants, we got them. Okay, let's see. Now my caller is on the line. All right, Rachel, hello, can you hear me?
1: i can bob hello yeah. how is it going with you Pretty, how's it growing right
0: how's it growing <laughs> yeah right we just added an r in there i think it's kind of fun hey rachel i appreciate you so much for calling in today i know you're busy uh this is rachel oh, Meister. It's my
1: pleasure
0: yeah rachel is with red road herbs and we've had you on the program i think it was around last year at this time if i remember right yes is that well, cool, Rachel. Uh, I know uh, we got lots to talk about here. You've got a, a great event, and just uh, kudos to you for putting this on, Rachel. It's, uh, as you know, uh, f- uh, long overdue in Nebraska that there is a, a conference that's dedicated to herbs, that's dedicated to herbalists, and, uh, and you gave it a great title, folks. It's called the Prairie Herbalists Conference, and that is taking place on July 22nd, and July 23rd at Red Road Herbs Retreat and Learning Center just outside of Stanton, Nebraska. And uh, man, I went last year. Rachel invited me to do a um, a uh, wild edibles hike and just a great group of people, a great uh, venue there. What's cool about your place, Rachel, is you're kind of driving, you know, you got your Google map out or whatever series telling you where to turn, right? <laughs> and then you're you're cruising down that gravel road and all of a sudden you see this oasis in a desert of corn and soybeans. And, and it's like, oh, wow, cool place. And then when you immerse yourself in your property there, you don't even see the fields outside, right? You could be, you know, anywhere USA, right? Once you get into that cool space, lots of great trees, lots of shade, Uh, Just a great event. And so you're setting it for July 22nd and 23rd. You're going to order some nice weather, I'm sure.
1: Well, we always hope for the best. (laughs) And as the Boy Scout rule, hope for the best, prepare for the worst.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, uh, again, so listeners, you can go online, you can just type in Red Road Herbs to find uh, Rachel's website, or you can type in Prairie Herbalist Conference as well to get it to come up for you. And, uh, you know, uh, gosh, it's just going to be a great event. And that's, uh, and today uh, remind me today June uh, tomorrow, June first. I, I keep thinking today's June first. No, no, it's the last day in May, Bob. you got one more last day. day? yeah, last <laughs> day in May but Those one thirty one days. <laughs> right? So people have one more day after today to register for the Early bird special, right?
1: Yes, there's a pretty deep discount for that early bird special, and that um, uh, is uh, something that we like to offer. Um, we started this conference because realizing that the two conferences that are closest to us that are, you know, pretty well known are in Colorado and Wisconsin. Uh And not everybody can just take a trip to those places and nor do they focus on the plants that we are surrounded by. Mm -hmm. And I, I like having a more intimate, I guess that's I set up things the way I like to learn. And I like smaller classes. I like lots of handouts. (laughs) (laughs) I like visual aids. And uh, so, yeah, the the change that we're having this year, uh, we always try to just really go over those evaluation forms, just trying to improve every year. And it's something that happens at a lot of conferences, and that is the session that you have in mind. There are two really good classes that you want to go to, and so you have to make that decision. And so what we did this year was kind of scale back on the number of presenters we have and double them. So that they're teaching that class twice. Ah, uh, okay. So that if that's the class you want to go to, and yet there's something going on in that same session that you would also like, you can attend it in in a different session. Yeah. So that that information is available to you, and uh, no disappointment.
0: Yeah, so I can, I can picture the evaluation going, I, there, there were so many good presentations, I was disappointed mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to attend them all. Can you do something about that? And you're like, sure, yeah, we got sure. this. We got this, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. did the
1: same thing when we had a, uh, the first year. Uh, we had people reply, oh, this is great, but I want more information about that. And so that's when we set up the Sunday intensives. So that there's uh, three topics that you get three hours of knowledge from incredible teachers. This year, we're happy to announce that we have Nicholas Schnell.
0: Yay. Uh, from
1: Four Winds uh, Healing Center in Omaha coming out to, to uh, share his knowledge in one of those uh, intensives on
0: Sunday. Nice. Yeah, uh, that, is just, you know, Nicholas, you know, Mr. Walking Encyclopedia, my oh my, I, and I shouldn't even yeah. say encyclopedia, he's like a, a walk a walking Google search, you know, because encyclopedias aren't big enough for his
1: brain, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I see the title of his presentation is 20 Essential Herbs for First Aid, so yeah. that class Practical will cover,
1: stuff.
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. too cool. Yeah, and I'm just going to kind of read off the uh, the description here. This class will cover basically 20 common Western herbs for first aid and healing uses, many of which are in your household spice cabinet, people. And you'll learn at least three healing effects of common herbs and how to, uh, how to dose and administer herbs for both internal and topical uses. You also learn how to manage many common... Ho- First uh, home first aid situations, including 30 different common first aid health concerns. And that's just really great. I just, again, appreciate you making that information available to to us. Uh, It's just an awesome, awesome thing. And then you also have a couple of. So this this uh, uh, Sunday class topics and descriptions People will be able to see all three of them. In other words, you, you made it so you don't have to tend one and miss another, right? You're going to just see those nope. three and that's it.
1: Nope, that's, I'm sorry. You have to choose one of them. Oh, do you? Okay. We just have the one session of nine to noon. Okay. So, yeah, gotcha. you will have to choose one of those outstanding topics. We've also got uh, mushroom dyeing with fat, you know, fabric or textile yeah dying with mushrooms and then uh, Lisa from uh, Prairie Star Botanicals will be doing her crone project which is all about women coming into their wise wise woman years
0: yeah I, I'm kind of reading that too the crone project is about growth of the spirit in a safe and a supportive environment. Yeah, for many of us, you know, life is chaotic, people, and we find ourselves <laughs> tossed about, disconnected from our true core self and questioning what's we, what we once believed, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, she spoke last year, if I remember right, didn't she?
1: Yes, she
0: did. Yeah, 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 she's great. Yeah, she's great and just a, a super person. And then Rebecca Chandler is going to be doing the Dying Fibers with Mushrooms. And who would have thought it, if, Rebecca, if you're listening, I didn't realize you could get a myriad of different hues just from mushrooms. You'd think, well, what colors do you get from mushrooms? Brown and then beige? I don't know, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> no, it's really quite fascinating. I was listening to her discuss this. Uh, uh, we were just at a conference together. And uh, she's, you know, I think she's going to bring in some lobster mushrooms, which will give kind of a, a, a uh, reddish uh, kind of okay, hue. Okay, okay. And then there's some yellows and greens and, yeah, some too really... Cool. And purples. Oh, there's really? purples in wow. there, too. Yeah,
0: so... Yeah, I remember, oh gosh, I was watching a program a number of years ago, and uh, it was uh, some cooking show, and this chef was out in Oregon meeting up with the mushroom man, I think she called him in this uh, wild foraging, um, a mushroom guy expert in, in Oregon. So they, I can't remember what park they were in, maybe, maybe near Puget Sound, but you could basically see the ocean off in the distance and they were, yeah, and she asked him, so how many different wild edible mushrooms can you harvest in Oregon? And he's like, oh, oh, I would say at least 60. And I'm like going, dang, man, it's like Nebraska, we maybe have a dozen depending how, how you look <laughs> at it, right? 60 and then and then one they found while they were out uh foraging is the lobster mushroom and what a pretty mushroom first of all but
1: it's, yeah it's,
0: and uh you know it kind of tastes like the sea right and the sea breezes kind of coming off the ocean there where on that mountain they were on man it just looked like a really cool thing so i imagine rebecca had to like order these online right to get the lobster mushroom she
1: did yeah. for for this particular class she did but yeah. she will also do some Bits of mushroom identification here. Um, we actually have quite a few that, that grow here. You know, we've got some lovely oyster mushrooms. And then um, here just over the past couple of years, I've discovered we've, we use our uh, trees to make like edging for our property, oh, uh-huh. which... Turns out to be uh-huh. uh, mushroom habitat.
0: Yes, I love it.
1: And so uh, we we have some um, what is it? Wood ear? Yeah, mushrooms yeah. Uh-huh. that are growing. We've had turkey tail here. Um, last year we had this huge bumper crop of the tiny little puffball mushroom. Oh, uh-huh. Like they were lining an entire path. Wow. You, if you walked down the path, you kind of just made this green puff all along the way <laughs> as you were going. So,
0: I remember hearing... there
1: they move around. I, I'm not sure when and where they're going to show up. We just kind of keep an
0: eye out. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. I remember last year being there, you did have some whittiers on one of the logs. But that's a cool idea, folks, if you're taking a tree down and, you know, ash trees are coming down, other trees are coming down you know, have the tree company say, hey, can you save back some of these logs? And they're, they'll be like, sure, yeah, man, where do you, and they may not say, where do you want them, right? I mean, that may be up to you to try to get them <laughs> moved to the place you want them, depending on uh, if it's a 600 pound log or a, a one ton log, right? It just depends, uh, you know, what, what your property, but my dream world is, is people will have their vegetable garden, they'll have their wild gardens, they'll have their herbal healing gardens, you know, kind of intermingled amongst each other, and then we, we've we got a space in in your property where you're doing uh, mushroom growing, where you're, yeah. you're saving the logs, and you're, you know, you're, um, oh, what do you do? Got a little wood chip bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wood chip bed yeah. just for mushrooms? For sure, for sure. Yeah, so that that's going to happen, people. It's just a matter of time. Right. And so um, there's a great people out there that are willing to teach you on that, too. Nebraska Mycological Society is one group that you can belong to. and uh, ask Oh, and group. they've
1: got some great programs coming up. They they bring in guest speakers and do all kinds of forays. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a... If you are a (laughs) mycophile, a lover of mushrooms, I would highly suggest you join that group.
0: Yeah, and I think you can just type in Nebraska Mycological Society on Facebook, right? It's probably the easiest way to join, right? Yeah, okay, very good. And Rachel, you also have a Facebook page, folks. You can go to Facebook and type in Red Road Herbs and follow Rachel, I highly encourage you to do that. Uh, You'll be glad you did. And uh, yeah, again, uh, the Prairie Herbalist Conference coming up Saturday, July 22nd, and Sunday uh, from uh, July 23rd. And what about if I decide to do both days, uh, people can actually tent camp on your property, is that correct?
1: Yes, we have some space here for what we call rustic camping. We can't have any RVs, but you can do what I call, uh, uh, you can either, camp in your tent camp in your car or camp under the stars nice yeah
0: and of course you also let people know okay i didn't really plan on camping i want a hotel i want air conditioning i want to be able to wind down and you know have you also give people options for like letting them know here's a nearby hotel that type of thing right
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, lodging in the area. We're in between uh, Norfolk and then West Point also has some lodging.
0: Whoopsie. Some reason she got cut off right there. Uh, she'll call back, and uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so in other words, folks, you know, you don't want to do tent camping, you know, uh, you want to, you do want to, you you want to, you want a good bed and whatnot. Uh, yeah, there's hotels available for you too. Uh, that's funny, Rachel. All of a sudden, click, boom—you were gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My reception out here can sometimes fail <laughs> unexpectedly. Right, right. I have a quick thumb that redials. So
0: boom. Yeah, that hope, was quick.
1: Sorry about that, folks.
0: <laughs> no worries. No worries. You were, you were back within seconds. Just long enough for me to say, okie dokie Here I'm. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we. I was going to say we also have some uh, new uh, kind of Airbnb's that have popped up. Oh, okay. In the area, so check that online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, type in the area, and hopefully, a good old Airbnb will let you know what we have available.
0: But again, for those of you watching your budget, you know you can tent camp, save some coin in that way, and and then what if I'm if I decide to tent camp and uh, I want a good campfire type breakfast? Can can is there like a a, a like a fire pit or somewhere where you can cook over an open fire for breakfast? Or what would you say to folks, uh, you know, that are planning on tent camping and they want breakfast in the morning?
1: Well, we have um, breakfast available in in Stanton. I mean, if you wanted to pop in and do that. Okay. As far as cooking your own breakfast, you're kind of self-sufficient here. Okay. Uh, We don't have uh, any real... I guess my husband could get out the grill for you. We could do that. No problem.
0: <laughs> In other words, bring your Coleman stove and uh, yeah, put your coffee yeah. on or there. Yeah, or your little Girl
1: Scout little stove. Little Girl Scout,
0: yeah. Very good, very good.
1: Wadded up uh, cardboard inside a tin.
0: But, yeah, I just want him to know, don't expect to wake up from your tent and go, Rachel, where's the coffee? I'm dying
1: <laughs> here. <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> we will have coffee and tea making uh Area in our learning center. I, I do provide for that much of it, but as far as the food, you're kind of on your own. But our our little town of uh, Stanton has this wonderful little bar and grill called Wolfskin, mm. and and they do serve breakfast there. Cool. And we've got uh, uh, some fast white. Like, subway i think do they serve breakfast
0: at subway boy good question i don't, I don't know. know yeah <laughs> i've never stopped at a subway for breakfast I, I think there's probably reason we don't know right they probably don't uh, yeah
1: or or bring some granola bars and right. just hang out and, and enjoy the morning
0: <laughs> but but if somebody uh comes because folks you can choose uh, both days you can choose either day right you can't you don't have yeah. to sign up for saturday to attend sunday correct exactly uh, correct. gotcha yeah. gotcha and then wow. saturday uh, that is from 8 a.m till 6 p.m folks and so you know if you want to make the a.m session and you live in lincoln we're talking around a two-hour drive so it's gonna be an early morning for you but Suck it up. You'll be fine.
1: Uh, Well, actually, we do have an option if you need to camp on Friday
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: because it's so early in the morning for you to have to drive. Mm -hmm. Just email me and we'll make that arrangement too.
0: Excellent, excellent. And then Saturday, because it's from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., you you do serve a lunch that day, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. We will absolutely serve lunch and and, uh, some snacks and... uh, and, and lots of, we try and make some free time in there because I found that part of going to a conference isn't just the classes, it's, it's the getting to know the other people who are in your area. Yes. It's that time that you get to chat with the other conference attendees. So we like to make sure that they have time to do that mm-hmm. and make those connections with other people and find find their. Their people, their their herb nerd folks. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> and make those
0: connections. So. Yeah, that that's great that you left that time for. Uh, oh, what do they call it? Networking, right? Uh, and there you
1: go. Yeah, and, you. and
0: and people, you will you will meet some really nice folks and like minded folks. That's for sure. And and uh, and I'm assuming you're going to have vendors again as well, right?
1: Yes, we've got quite a list of vendors this time. I think there's going to be about ten of them. Wow, awesome. Uh, uh, to to do anything from, you know, actual herbal products to uh, some books we've got going. Barbara's going to be there with her books. Awesome. And uh, we've got let's see. Also, uh, I've got a gal uh, who's going to be doing um, some crystals. Karen's crystals will oh, be there. Okay. A lot of people that are interested in that, so thought we'd bring her in. But yeah, it's kind of a, a all-round. Just immerse yourself in nature and learning, and plants and their community.
0: That's awesome. And and um, you you're not obviously sold out yet or at your limit yet, but you do limit it to what was the number fifty? I think you we
1: s- are currently at. Uh, yeah, it is fifty. I should. say that first. And I think we're currently at about
0: 35. Wow, wow. Yeah, so again, you have one more day, folks, to register to get that early bird discount. Um, And and yeah, and, and that's what I like about it. You know, you have great speakers. Oh, I didn't count how many total, but you know, 50 people, it's not, you're not going to feel crowded. You're not going to feel like, oh man, there's there's just too many people here. You know, some conference you go to, there's 300 people, right? And it's just eh, too many.
1: It can be a bit overwhelming. I
0: agree. Exactly.
1: Our maximum per class is
0: 15. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And then uh, Rachel sets up some tents with chairs so you can, uh, you know, and of course you can wander the property uh, in between presentations, get to know folks, hang out with the vendors, chat with them, support them however you can and uh just if make you it. need
1: some quiet time, there's the bird watching area. You can just go down there and and enjoy some some time away from the 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 crowd that we have. So we, we try and the place is full of all kinds of little I call them just sit a spell areas. Yes. Where you can just kind of hang out and enjoy
0: nature right amen all right good stuff okay rachel i'm looking at the clock i gotta take a break folks it's 11 31 the capital city this is how's it growing right here on kzum rachel leister joining me for red road herbs retreat and learning center just outside of stanton nebraska they have the prairie herbalist conference coming up july 22nd and 23rd you can go to type in prairie herbalist conference to find it or uh, just type in bread um, road herbs and either way you will get there. So, Rachel, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to leave you on the line. And uh, when we come back, maybe let's. you want to highlight a few of the speakers? Sure. Okay, we can highlight that a few. That
1: sounds like a great idea. Yeah,
0: we'll highlight uh, some of the speakers and uh, what they're going to talk about so you get an idea of the subject matter. And then, uh, I don't know, if we, if we have time here, maybe around 1145, something like that, I would like to get your take on some of your favorite easy herbs to grow because I always like to leave the listeners with, okay, that's great. I can't make it. I'm booked that day, blah, blah, blah. But uh, come on, man. You guys, tell me, tell me about some of your favorite herbs. What, what are some of those herbs, whether it's wild collected or something I can grow in the garden that uh, is on your top 10 list? So keep that in okay. mind, Rachel, as I keep you on the line. We go to break. Uh, you just be prepared to say, folks, you can't live without this baby, and here's why okay okay all right thanks Rachel. we'll be uh, we'll be back in just a bit okay all right folks hang on this is how's it growing right here on KzuM Lincoln I'm gonna take a quick break over some messages here and we'll be back with Rachel from Red Road herbs hope you're enjoying the show hoping you're getting something out of it and we will be back. All right, welcome back to the program. It's 11:37 right here in your Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you for tuning in to How's it Growing your weekly gardening connection. Today we're connecting connecting with Rachel Leister, Red Road Herbs, the Prairie Herbalist Conference coming up. Ah, uh, right in the dog days of summer. Good stuff, folks. So you still got time. <laughs> you still got time to be involved with that and check that out and and Rachel before we go any further. I just uh, I just realized, folks, that I uh, I spaced off telling them about another thing that's taking place. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, I'm just going to quickly mention uh, rewilding Lincoln, uh, the uh, Lincoln True. It's uh, it's a tour for rewilding urban environments that's taking place on uh, Sunday, June 11th. And uh, Lincoln True is the Tour of Rewilding Urban Envirates. It's going to be held Sunday, June 11th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. So this is a, a tour of properties, yards that people have uh, worked diligently on to, uh, uh, to think more gardening with nature in mind. Um, that's a shout out to you, Sue, if you're listening. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you can, you can basically, uh, well, do you love nature, right? Well, so do we and our idea is I have a day where people who love nature get to show off their plant connections. So uh, Pat, my property uh, are, is on that tour. And I, I I actually debated, uh, do I really want to do this? Because, you know, first of all, you got to be there between one and six and, you know, kind of an open house type setting. And there's 16 different uh, properties people can visit throughout that uh, Sunday. We encourage you to take your bike and bike around. There's a great map out there. You can go to Rewilding Lincoln on Facebook. And uh, I'm going to share it on How's It Growing's Facebook page. I just haven't gotten around that to that yet. But it's just a cool thing, and I thought, well, let's go ahead and put our yard. One of the reasons I was hesitating, Rachel, is because we had some serious road construction last year that had put big nine-foot holes on both sides of the property. And uh, um, the dudes put it back okay, and they, they, I actually said, yeah, but I had good soil there. He said, yeah, we farmed the top of that soil and put it in a pile somewhere else, and then we top it with that soil. And I thought- oh, nice. And I thought at first, sure you do. And, uh, and, but that dude would, that, that came, I mean, he comes to our door and says, Hey, we're going to be digging a big hole where you have your uh, garden plants there just to let you know, but you have one week to do something about it. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Well, I didn't move everything. (laughs) I think we moved about 70 divisions out of there. But anyway, uh, I just thought there's no way I'm going to have this looking how I want it to look for some sort of tour. Well, they said well that's okay it'd be like a garden in transition you know so we can exactly. you know we can talk to people about here's what i did and and uh, honestly i was going to just uh chunk up the garden i call it chunking the garden where you're just kind of digging up big clumps and then letting you know throwing down some compost in between those crevices right and i well, last fall, I just, uh, it was dry. Oh, go figure. It was dry last fall. So I just dumped on, <laughs> you know, maybe one to two inches of compost throughout the whole area and just left it all winter. Uh, I don't want to say I got too lazy to dig it in, but I did. And, um, and then this spring, I thought, I'm not going to be able to plant till fall because the soil's just not ready. It, you know, don't, don't push it, right? If there's any good message, it's prepare the soil. Well, I started digging around a little bit and I go, you know, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think that freeze thaw over the winter kind of alleviated some of the compaction. But anyway, I'm planting away and uh, got one of the beds already full. The other one, probably a third of the way full. So I'm just going to leave it a third of the way full and talk about, well, here's my plans for the rest of this. And yeah, so it should be fun. So if you want to... uh, stop by, folks, at the uh, uh, Rewilding Urban Environments Tour, Rewilding Lincoln Tour on Sunday, June 11th. Stop by and say hi and say, you are that nerd that talks plants on how's it growing. So you can see if I practice what I preach. <laughs> and well, I'm you,
1: glad you decided to join it because I think that's a wonderful kind of way to show the steps of it. So many people go to those gardens and they're like, oh, how can I ever get this to happen right. and it is a process it sure is you know and it doesn't sometimes it doesn't look pretty during the process mm-hmm. kind of like having a pollinator garden it's not it's not supposed to look pretty right. <laughs> you know it's not doing its job unless it's eaten up right so um yeah i think that's wonderful that you're showing the the stages
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool too. And and it definitely, you know, if you, if you want a, the the title rewilding Lincoln, if you want a wild looking yard, yeah, it's pretty wild. And, uh, (laughs) and, but that wild yard of ours, in my opinion, it is so low maintenance. So I put down, what can people see? And I put down lawn alternatives and I put down low, low maintenance landscape uh, because it is. And I think, the first impression might be, man, you must spend all the time in the garden out here, you know, pulling weeds and doing work. No, I stroll. And that's because it's a, well, it's, it's a low maintenance garden. And that's what I've tried to advocate on the show is if you create it, you're not going to be out there a slave to your garden. You're actually going to be out there enjoying and immersing yourself in your garden. And it reminds me of a post I think you had, I maybe mean, it was last week, something like that, where, you showed one of your uh, paths or trails, and uh, to most people, I think you said this might look like a, a weedy mess or a weedy trail, but then you then you rattled off all the different plants that are growing in that trail. And we don't want to say it's a weed because a weed is a plant out of place. Well, to you, these plants were right where you wanted them, you know, you just, you just happened to be growing right in my path. So you could literally, what, what'd you list like? I don't know, a dozen plants, something like that. At least that many. And I think I
1: forgot a couple too (laughs) that were in there.
0: (laughs) So you can literally forage right down your own path. And and that's pretty cool. Mm. That's pretty cool. Well, Rachel, this is the fastest hour in radio, as I like to say to people and, uh, you know i had talked to you about uh, highlighting some of the speakers you'd already talked about uh, Nicholas schnell and you already talked about rebecca uh, chandler doing the uh, and we probably don't have time to highlight everybody but rebecca's going to do on the dying with mushrooms or uh, you know, not dying but uh, that was a wrong way to say that <laughs> not dying with mushrooms but plant, you know dying uh, fabrics uh, with mushrooms Yes. A- anybody else you want to highlight? We pro- Again, we probably don't have time for everybody because I do still want to put you on the spot for some of your favorite herbs. So who else would you want to, maybe one or two of the speakers that you're just really excited to hear their presentation and the subject matter?
1: Well, we have, um, we've got Barbara coming. Yay. Barbara Salvatore. Yes. Uh, one of our other, uh, I, I really love to hear her speak um, because she has such passion about uh, is a woman who is, and let me just stop and apologize for this awful cold that I have. I almost postponed, but I'm going to try and get through this, so pardon my voice and kind of clearing my throat to make it
0: through you're doing great Uh and i and i apologize for saying no you got to be on the air no i didn't say that to her i did not say that to her folks (laughs) but uh but no you could have you could have bowed out but i appreciate you because i know she she had emailed me yesterday folks going kind of getting over a cold and you know it's better to happen now than on june 20 or july 21st right uh yeah right yeah and it 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 was uh,
1: i Picked it up over the weekend because mm. I got myself all wore out being mm. so excited about going to conferences. So don't do that at <laughs> mine, okay? Keep yourself. <laughs> okay. So uh, the presenter that we have is Michelle Free Lemire. She is uh, uh, ho-chunk and will be talking about the rematriation with our plant relatives. And I think that is such a fantastic topic. We've also got Molly Swanson, another gal from uh, Prairie Star Botanicals, doing eight sacred herbs and eight moon phases. And that's a lot about connecting with feminine selves. We got Shay Harkness from um, Curious Roots. Okay. Going to be sharing her diverse knowledge of growing herbs. And also conservation on the of, of prairie plants. Nice. Um,
0: yeah, and it seems we've to got me.
1: Dustin okay. back again doing natural magic in the Western esoteric tradition. I think last year he did some uh, did a nine herb charm that was very popular. Um, yeah. yeah, that's. That's kind of what we've got going on. I'm going to be doing a wild plant walk, which is my absolute favorite. I'm just going to segue in to the, to the plants that you wanted me to oh, talk about. Oh, very good. Very good. Because my absolute favorite plants are the wild ones. Nice. And I have people telling me, oh, you have such lovely gardens, right? You know I'm growing weeds, right? <laughs> they they pretty much do this on their own. <laughs> but uh, and and I also give people in, in August when your garden kind of gets a little scrappy mm-hmm. and you're and you haven't had a chance to get all the it all looking pretty. You mm-hmm. just paint yourself a sign that says. Pollinator
0: garden yeah right. And <laughs> pop
1: it right in there, and it's
0: that's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, ah. I, I like that. It just, it reminds me. I something came across on Facebook. It's like uh, you know you know I'm relaxing. This relaxes is a pollinator guarding, meaning you know uh, I'm letting it be on its own and do its own thing. And then somebody said. You know, you leave the stack of dishes in the sink and you could put a sign there saying I'm pollinator garden, right? I'll do the dishes later. So you got to leave this. <laughs> leave this. I, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so some of your, yeah, so your... My,
1: my favorites are, are, are what I call worthy weeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly fond of the ones that are, that are kind of discarded. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just not even given proper respect, uh, like nettle Uh and plantain and, of course, dandelion. Nice. Um, These are the plants that are here for us and are so abundant that you don't have to worry about over-harvesting them, you know, um, because there are so many plants out there that you do have to worry about. Over-harvesting. United Plant Savers has an entire list. But plants like metal and plantain, I mean, just to know that you can walk out into your yard and pick a plant that can help with mosquito bites. Just mosquito bites alone, Right. you know, that drive you crazy, make you scratch, <laughs> could become infected, cause problems all over the place, you know. You've got a plant right there in
0: your yard. You know, and I must admit, I've never, you know, if I get a mosquito bite, I just, honestly, I just kind of like it is what it is. Like, so all right, I might eat yeah. you a little bit, and I just blow it off. And I always say, well, the mosquitoes really haven't been a bother to me. It's probably because I eat a lot of garlic, I say, and it's like they don't like the taste of my blood.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, but you're saying the plantain, right, for mosquito bites
1: Yes, um, I do really good at not bothering them while I'm awake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's after I go to sleep, and uh-huh. I will end up scratching them, you know and uh and you know causes sleep disturbances, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is uh just uh, kind of l- look over see if you've got any mosquito bites because they can be uh, you know not really. You don't really know you have them, right. I guess, until, and, uh, and and then just put, uh, you know, pinch up some planting and put that on there. Of course, we make a salve that's really simple for mm-hmm. you to use, but um, so, but just those lowly weeds that we don't, we don't offer enough respect to, that they are truly uh, a, a, a uh, something that can help with our health. And nettle, I just did an hour and a half class on nettle. Oh, cool. 40, 40 ways to use
0: nettle. 40 ways?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a herbalist named, uh, let me see if I can use, Stebo Brooks, and he says, my idea of a good herbalist isn't one who knows 40 herbs, it's one who
0: knows forty ways to ah. use one. Nice, I like that because yeah. then you don't have to try to you know memorize forty plants. Like, well, what's this one used for? Uh, I can't remember. I have to look it up, and that's that's honestly a lot of them with me, right? It's like I can't remember. It's like, and then Barbara is. I think she's actually on the show next week. Barbara Salvatore. We're gonna do. Oh, our- good. Plant Stories Life Medicine series. and And and, uh, she said, you know, yeah, just learn one or two a year and intimately, get to know that plant intimately and you will not forget if you use it and it works, Um, then you definitely don't forget that plant.
1: And the diversity of each and every plant that, you know, that that nettle, for example, Mm -hmm. could be used as a hair rinse, as a nutrition source. Mm-hmm. As rope uh, or fiber, mm-hmm. that the stalks can be made into fiber. As a treatment for arthritis pain, mm-hmm. as um, uh, you can crush it up and put it in your horse's feed to make them frisky.
0: Yes,
1: you know, just a, a variety of, of different ways to use one plant. And I agree with Barbara wholeheartedly. And that uh, it's really best, you get excited when you get into the herb world of all the different plants and what they can do. But if you just take one or two and concentrate on on those two, Mm -hmm. seeing them in the spring, seeing them in the summer, seeing them in the fall, understanding whether they're a perennial or an annual and all the uses that uh, they might have or uh,
0: they're human friends. Yeah, that's great. They're human friends. I like how you put that. And it seems to me I read on like the, and I have not, that's why I'm going to ask you this, the the, uh, common plantain you were talking about. I saw this one site that said um, they like to harvest it in the spring when it's, you know, the lush new growth in spring for foodstuff, um, using mm-hmm. it as a cooked green. And then for medicine, they'll wait and, and collect the leaves later on in the summer and fall. Would you agree with that? Does it matter to you? Do you say, dude, I get it whenever, and for medicine, you know?
1: For medicine, uh, I do. I, I try and get it harvested before the plant uh, goes to seed. Okay. Just because in general... A plant's leaves are going. If that's the part that you're using of that plant, Mm -hmm. are going to be more potent. Uh huh. Okay. Before they flower, before they start putting all their energy into that,
0: I see reproductive process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense (laughs) because. But in the
1: spring, they are uh, young, tender, edible Mm as well, and I haven't tried when you mention like there's another uh, plantain is considered one of the plants that if you consume it, uh, mosquitoes are less likely to really? it, it makes your skin
0: uh, not taste good to them. Ah, okay. I like that. And I think, seems yeah. to me I read somewhere, so you're saying like literally make a, you know, ingested like a cooked green or whatever. And if you're, sure. you know, and because I remember reading somewhere and I, I think I've done this before, like the common yarrow, um, uh, Achillea millifolium, the common yarrow folks, that, that ferny leaf thing that if you've ever, if you haven't bent down and grabbed some of those leaves and rub them together and smell it, the smell test is then you know you have the true common yarrow, right? But it seemed to me I read somewhere where you can kind of oh, macerate those leaves a little bit, or just pluck some of the leaves and rub it up and down your arms and your legs, and that's mm-hmm. also deterrent for mosquitoes. Does that yes. something you heard? Okay.
1: Yeah, or you can use or you know make a tincture and use that yarrow tincture in a spray. Uh huh. That you could have handy in case you don't always have yarrow around.
0: Gotcha. In other words, you know, it's a good, safe way rather than using the store-bought deep-type products, right? And maybe mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people want it, not wanting to necessarily put that on their kids, especially, right? When their kids are in, so, you can make your own homemade uh, mosquito repellent, if you will.
1: Yes, and also catnip mm. is like that too. You can rub cat catnip okay. on you to repel yeah, uh, that- mosquitoes and other. Like they, I think that catnip worked really well last year when I was using it for the, what are those little soldier bugs? Oh, no, something uh, like
0: that. Uh-huh. That were pestering uh-huh.
1: you? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> ah, yes. And so you were using that. T- yeah, and catnip, boy, whoo, she has a pungent smell to her, that's for sure. So it, it, it makes yeah. sense that you're rubbing that on your body and you might say, well, but I don't want to smell like catnip Well, why not, man? People walk up to you and go, I love your perfume. What are you wearing? Is that Ralph Lauren? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hey, Rachel, while we were chatting there, a caller called in. Now, caller, oh, they went ahead and hung up. Uh, They probably looked at the time going, oh, he's almost out of time. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, warn the caller of. They probably wanted to get in on chat and talk about common plantain. And here's what I use it for. Darn it. Oh, well. But there's always next time, people. Well, Rachel, I'm going to have to let you go because I'm out of time and uh, I really appreciate your time today and talking about, and I know the listeners are like going, dude, you talk about nettles all the time and i'm like that's right well i didn't force rachel to talk about nettles she chose <laughs> no, that plant no, people <laughs> <it isn't>. <laughs> <laughs> well uh that line two is lighting up again but line two i'm gonna have to say sorry we're not going to be able to take you because i'm out of time so next time okay. you can call in about that so apologize for that uh, uh, listener there all right or if well- it's
1: a question for me Go ahead and email
0: me. Yeah, there you go. If you have a question for Rachel. absolutely. Yeah, Red Road Herbs, you can find her email. Again, the Prairie Herbalist Conference coming up on July 22nd and July 23rd. Go to Red Road Herbs. You have one more day to register for the early bird special. You can be that early bird. Well, Rachel, you probably, I don't know if you've had more rain this spring than we have, but uh, if you have, will you send some our way, please?
1: I'll try, hon. I'll try. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me on again. I just love this program and really appreciate how you do. You uh, get the word out there about the plants.
0: Thank you so much. Well, now you can, uh, you know, again, hope you're over your cold. You're you're probably about, what, 70% back. You're getting closer and closer. One more day, you'll probably be there. I just hope so. Just drink more nettle tea and you'll be fine. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rachel, Well, you take Take care, care. we'll uh, we'll chat soon, hopefully.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that was Rachel Leister, Red Road Herbs, and Caller Man. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to take you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, call it a day here. Thank you for tuning in to How's It Growing. I'll see you next week, right here on How's It Growing. Until then, get out there and get your hands dirty. I will see you next week. Adios. Have a great week.